Welcome to Between the Two Trees. I am the Reverend Dr. Theta Franz. This is podcast number five. And today we are all about thank you. And I am joined by a dear friend and seminary sister. She and I went to seminary together at One Spirit, the Reverend Molly Hansen. She works in, um, as a consultant for nonprofit organizations and She's been a prayer chaplain with Unity for between 14 and 15 years. If you have never been the recipient of a prayer from Reverend Molly, that is an experience you need to have, for sure. Thank you. And, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, Molly and I are going to be talking all about thank you. So that's this podcast. It's all about thank you and the importance of gratitude and for anybody who spends even five minutes with me you know that i am a firm believer in the power of gratitude and so molly and i are going to have a conversation around that now a little background on this conversation in uh, mid-september i started taking on the practice of saying thank you consciously saying thank you now, my specific practice was to say thank you to me for me. So saying thank you to Theta, thank you to myself, which is not something I had ever considered doing before. I had heard about saying thank you for the good things in my life and saying thank you for the things that I didn't prefer or what some people might call the bad things. I had never heard about saying thank you to me for me. For those who follow this podcast, you might have heard the sermon that I preached a couple of podcasts ago about this same subject. And Molly and I are going to talk today about what happened for her when she agreed to take on the practice of saying thank you more consciously, not just to herself, but to, in, to everything, for everything that came her way. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome, Reverend Molly. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. And uh, I was telling Theta that I just came from my local spiritual community, which is called the Spiritual Forum. And this morning, November 18th, we were talking about gratitude, our, our community as a conversation. And so we were talking about gratitude. And... I've practiced gratitude in a number of different ways over many years and people have encouraged me to do gratitude journals and I've tried it a few times. I'm not a huge journaler. I, um, uh, I have a hard time carving out time to do that and yet I can find a spiritual practice like gratitude and practice it be grateful for many things throughout my day. And when my dear friend Theta introduced me to this saying thank you to yourself, thank you, Molly, thank you, thank you, Molly, I started taking that on as my practice as well. And it's really become a part of who I am. And I am really astonished and yet not in terms of the results it's really dramatically shifted my perspective on so many things 
Well, could you offer some examples of, of things, how things have shifted for you or, or times that you noticed, oh, I, I, I had this situation happen. This is not something I typically would have been grateful for, but I am now. Sure, absolutely. So the biggest thing is that about five weeks ago, I had a car accident and I'm fine, which is the most important thing. My car is totaled, which is a little bit heartbreaking, but I'll soon be driving a new one. And it, the accident I knew almost immediately was my fault and that I would be ticketed. I was attempting to turn left into a parking lot and it was a four lane street and the near lane to me had stopped to let me go and I hadn't bothered to check the far lane. And I continued and just got lambasted and the car spun around 180 degrees and I thought, oh, I better put the brakes on. So I did and I brought the car to a stop. And the first thing that really came to my mind was thank you. Um, just because it's become like this knee-jerk reaction. I don't know that it was specifically for anything like I think I'm okay but throughout the immediate process of oh, probably about a half hour 45 minutes of first of all Honda link calling me on my phone in my car saying and it's a real person it seems like you've been in an accident are you okay and I said yeah I think so it was just the most comforting, calming experience with this man from Honda Link calling, saying, have the police been called? I don't know. I'll call the police. Do you need an ambulance? I don't think so. Well, I'll call an ambulance, and then you can send them on their way if you don't need an ambulance. And then I said, I'm looking for my phone. I need to call my husband. And they said, and he said, uh, well, I'll call your husband. Can you give me his name? Yes, his name is Scott. Can you give me his phone number? And I said, yes, it is this. And he, this man from Hondalink was obviously very well trained because he asked one simple question at a time. And so being kind of shocky, as most of us are in any kind of car accident, it was the perfect thing that allowed for some calm and grounding in what can be a very upsetting situation. And he offered to stay on the phone until the police arrived, and he did, and then my husband arrived, and, and the Honda Link guy went away. But everyone in that whole thing immediately following the accident was so caring and attentive and I just want to say loving in some ways. So that was very extraordinary to me. And then here's where an interesting uh, moment of thank you came in. My husband arrived on the scene. The car was pretty obviously totaled. The airbag had deployed and the seatbelt had done whatever it does and you're covered with scrapes and bruises, but I was, I was fine for the most part. 
And so my husband, you know, the police woman says, okay, you can go wait in his car and I'll just go back and forth between you and the other driver to get the story. But you can go sit in his car where you can be comfortable. So I gathered up my briefcase and stuff and I handed that off to my husband and he proceeds to walk ahead of me by about 15 paces and we have to cross the street and I and he's very tall and he takes long steps I'm not tall and I probably take short steps but there he goes he kind of like takes off and I'm thinking why isn't he walking with me with his arm around me and comforting me and and doing what husbands and lovers are supposed to do and then I said to myself oh what a great opportunity I can say thank you thank you and I just started saying the words maybe to the universe not for anything specific and then as you know, we got closer to his car. Um, I sort of shifted to saying thank you to myself for my resilience, because I was okay, for my resilience in that I was okay with the fact, you know, that he didn't walk with me. And thank you to myself for just overall being fine. And that was remarkable for me. And it immediately dissipated any kind of resentment or hurt feelings that I had. And I could just sit in the car with him and complete the transaction. And at the time, saying thank you had already become such a part of me that I didn't think it was that big of a deal to be saying thank you through that whole thing that happened. Okay, well, I have to stop you here and just say, I, I think that most people, if they were in a car accident, Molly, they would not, the, the first thing they would be thinking of would not be to say thank you. So that I, I have to give you kudos for that. I don't have to, I'm going to choose to give you kudos for that. I think it's extraordinary that you were able to do that. And I know I just interrupted you, but it had to be said. So go on ahead. Well, thank you, Theta. And it was our lovely study group from seminary um, that Theta and I are in together with several other seminary sisters. Uh, I had a call with them the next day in the evening. And I told them the story and they, and they shared with me that they thought that was pretty extraordinary. I said, oh, wow, okay, good. I, I'll for sure keep this up. So it's been delicious, I guess I would say. And I use the practice a lot for bigger things and smaller things. And in the moment, when something comes up and I'm having a difficult conversation with somebody who is um, on the staff team that I work with at one of my clients who can annoy me and I think 
Thank you. Thank you. She annoys me because she complains. And yet she complains because she's afraid. And she has feelings of no self-worth. And I'm glad that she feels free and safe to share that with me. And so I say thank you. I also say thank you to dissipate my annoyance because I want to be there for her and listen in and not judge her. And so saying thank you takes me out of that judgment so I can have an open heart and an open mind to hear what she has to say. Okay, so you have a difficult relationship or a person at work who's challenging you, challenging to you. Um, somebody who complains, negative Nelly, kind of hard to be around. And if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is that saying thank you, even though there's annoyance there, saying thank you for this person and even for the complaints, thank you, thank you. As you're mentally doing that, it's allowing you to be nicer to them to be less aggravated and you're able to go on throughout your day still feeling good instead of feeling irritated from the encounter with this person. Is that what I'm, am I hearing that right? You're hearing that exactly correctly. And so it has a profound positive impact on me. And at the conclusion of the conversation with my colleague, then she expressed gratitude to me for being there for her, for listening, for not judging, for being her friend. And that feels great too. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and just for, for those who are listening and who may be new to this concept, Molly is not saying thank you out loud to this person while she's complaining. It's happening inside uh, in her head. And yeah. um, you know, saying thank you and not saying it necessarily saying it out loud, but then that, that response that you get from her is one of gratitude for yeah. your openness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, it is beautiful. And in another situation, when I'm getting ready to go into a meeting with another client, not my clients really aren't difficult, but as the founder of our con consulting firm, would tell us um, if our clients didn't have problems, we wouldn't have any work. And so we can't expect everything to be hunky-dory and we can't expect everyone to be a happy-go-lucky model citizen because they've called us in for help. And so I just wanna put that out there because I, I love my work and I love my clients. And sometimes there are difficult cult meetings that I'm walking down the hall to and I may be anticipating some kind of pushback or confrontation or criticism and what I've started to do is say in my head while I'm walking down the hall to that meeting or any other meeting or driving my car to a meeting I say in my head if I'm in my car I say it out loud and that's great thank you thank you Thank you, Molly. You know what you're doing. Thank you, Molly. You are well prepared. Thank you, Molly. You are confident. 
you are wise, you have great advice to offer. Thank you, Molly, you've done the work. Thank you all as well. So there are a lot of different things that I connect with it, but it really helps me go into a meeting or, or into a situation with the peace and uh, groundedness to really be present, which is the best thing I believe I can and should be in any conversation or situation is to be present. That sounds like it's been a really helpful practice to you in your work relationships and yes. uh, in your job. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking about a few things. Sometimes we can be in situations where it's really hard to say thank you. And, and I've had that experience and uh, I'll share a quick story. I went to uh, a, went to the Walmart a couple nights ago and it was towards the end of my errand running and I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to where I parked. So when I came out of the Walmart, I walked over to what I thought was my car and I was there, the, my, the cart was at the bumper of the car and I'm pressing the button on my key fob to open up my car and nothing's happening. And I'm a little confused as to why my car is not unlocking. And this woman walks over very briskly and pushes the button on her key fob. And then all of a sudden the car lights up and I went, oops, guess what? Not my car. And I, I thought that immediately. And I said to her out loud, I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was my car. And she looked at me and very sternly said, no, well, it's not. And she got in her car and, and that was the end of our conversation. You know, I was, I was apologizing, realizing my mistake and she was very short with me and, and terse with me. And I walked away feeling a little bit wounded and thinking to myself, well, lady, have you never made a mistake in your life? I mean, my gosh. And, and at the same time, it was like my brain was split in half because I've had this gratitude practice. At the same time, I, was, I had my upset because it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. And the other half of my brain was going, how can I say thank you for this? Where's the thank you? What can I be grateful for? And I wrestled with that a little bit. And I called my husband when I was driving home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened. And I'm still, while I'm having the conversation, still trying to think of where's the, where, what can I say thank you for? And sometimes I have to just say thank you that I'm willing to say thank you. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do what, what some teachers have suggested, which is just fake it till you make it, say thank you till you're grateful. I don't agree with that. I think there has to, for me, what works well, what's effective is finding some kind of emotional connection to gratitude, even if it's just saying, okay, thank you, Theta, for saying thank you. Thank you right. for, for working on that. And eventually, when I calmed down, I was able to see there was a lot to be thankful for. Thank you for the awareness that sometimes I'm nice because I expect people to be nice back, which that's not the case. They don't owe me their politeness. Nobody owes me their niceness. I want to be nice to people because it's how I like to show up in the world because it feels good to do that. And it feels genuine. It feels like that's who I am. And thank you 
for the awareness, because she was not the first grumpy person I had run into that, that evening. Thank you for the awareness, the reminder. There are a lot of suffering people out there. There are a lot of unhappy people. Not everybody has a life full of love and relationships and support and divine connection and all of the things that I'm very fortunate to have. Not everybody has that. And that is some, that is cause for gratitude, not just the awareness that not everybody has it, but the awareness that I do. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me a lot. When I start saying thank you, the more things I think of to be thankful for, you're nodding your head. So yes. 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 Yeah. I, I experienced the same thing and Theta, you inspired me. It, it might have been in a study group call or in another conversation that we had about that maybe many times your meditation in the morning is, I don't know how long you meditate for, 15, 30 minutes of thank you. And, I, and a number of years ago, my younger daughter gave me these mala beads because I had wanted mala beads. Mala beads are, are like the rosary, they're prayer beads. And you go through them and with each bead, you either have a mantra that you recite either to yourself or out loud or a prayer or whatever. And mostly I wear them every single day as jewelry and I don't really use them. Sometimes I've used them, and I really enjoy that. So this morning in my prayer and meditation time, I decided that I would use them to say thank you. And it was lovely. And I started out by saying thank you, and I didn't have a plan. You know, was I just going to say thank you? Was I going to say thank you to myself the whole time or for others? And I, I went through my family, my husband and our three children, and Drew, Chloe, and Lauren. And it took me all the way around my beads in um, perfect time. I also said thank you to myself. I didn't count the number of times I said thank you for any given person. But it was really a lovely experience that I just allowed to bubble up what I was saying thank you for. It also was a a terrific connection back to my daughter who gave these to me, who's living in Madrid now and is very far away and I miss her. It's a connection, a very special connection to my son whose birthday is today. He's 29 years old. To my husband with whom we made that amazing baby who turned into a beautiful young man and with Chloe our our middle child our daughter who's 27 and lives in Boston um, whom I also don't see often because I live in the Chicago area I'm very grateful that she's coming home for Christmas because she comes home for Christmas every year but I'm kind of waiting for the year when those who live out of town don't come so I'm was just special gratitude for her this morning. And so I like having my beads to guide me through that and just all kinds of things bubble up. 
Yeah, so you have a similar experience to what I have is as I'm saying thank you for one thing and then then another comes to mind and then another and then another and then another. And I tend to meditate, do walking meditation. Mm. I, I go outside and as I'm walking, I'm saying thank you. And sometimes I'm saying thank you to me, for me. Sometimes I'm saying thank you. My mind wanders a little bit in meditation. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. Um, <laughs> my mind wandering during meditation, really? And uh, I think of other things that I'm grateful for. Uh, another teaching that uh, around gratitude that I've come across is from Neil Donald Walsh. He wrote the Conversations with God series, and he has a whole bunch of other books that I have to be honest, I haven't read and probably could benefit from if I did read them. My reading list is really long. And I will include a link to his uh, Facebook group, as well as some links to Amazon for his books in the show notes. So you all might wanna take a look at that. Neil says, that saying thank you like this can be very helpful. And it goes like this. Whenever we encounter a problem, we say, thank you, God, that this problem has already been solved for me. Thank you for the solution that I don't see yet. Thank you, God, that this problem has already been solved for me. And I have used that repeatedly in situations that I thought were impossible to see resolution and I have seen resolution. Thank you, God, that this problem has already been solved for me. I've practiced it enough so that just saying those words, regardless of what the problem is, brings me some peace. I can't say I don't ever worry about it again because I do, but I feel like I, I am less in anxiety and less in fear. And I've had some dear people in my life who I know live or did live with fear and regret. And they suffered. And I, that's not how I want to live. Right. Living right. in fear is not, that's not living in the freedom that we're, we're allowed to live in if we choose it. Thank you to me is super powerful because if I'm able to say thank you to everything, thank you to that insult, thank you to that job loss, thank you to that diagnosis I wasn't expecting, thank you to that unexpected death. If I'm able to say thank you to everything, I'm bulletproof. I'm bulletproof. Yes. Yeah. Nothing is going to break me down if I am able to come at it from a place of gratitude. And I know that can sound extreme and I'm not encouraging spiritual bypassing. I'm not, which is um, when you use spiritual practices as a way of not experience, not having your feelings. I'm not encouraging that, you know, like my little Walmart, my trivial Walmart incident. I was still in my upset. I was allowing my upset and looking for gratitude at the same time. It is possible to right. be, yeah, you're nodding. So you, you know, you can feel you can be angry and grateful. Go ahead. You yes. look like you want to say something. Well, and, and it's important to do that so that you don't find yourself in spiritual bypass. Right. We are spiritual beings and we're having a human experience. And in the human experience, there are ups and downs. 
it's a roller coaster. It's not fair. Not everything is perfect. And really nobody ever promised us that. And the sooner we realize that it's not always going to be fair, that people don't behave the way we want them to or we believe they should, um, the easier life becomes, frankly, in moving out of that judgment. And so when we are having our human experiences and being able to say, thank you for this, Thank you for this. I may not know the gift that is here for me yet. And I still say thank you because I know that something is, is I will learn something from this because I choose to. Um, it's, and I'm with you, Theta. I don't believe in just faking it till you make it that the willingness to consider saying thank you is enough. Wanting to say thank you, but not understanding why I'm saying thank you is a beginning. And for me, my heart continues to open wide as a result of that. I wanted to ask you, uh, what would be your advice to somebody who wants to start a gratitude practice? What would be your suggestion to them? Well, the first thing is to figure out what, um, what works for you. A group of us who are prayer chaplains in our spiritual community, another one of us gave us all gratitude journals a, a month or so ago at a retreat that we were at. The retreat was lovely, and her part of it was a gratitude journal. And like I had said earlier on, I am not a journaler. I started out trying to do it. Um, but I don't know, it's sort of like it's a rule that I don't, mm, I have to break it then. You know, I guess it's the part of me that doesn't like being told what to do and how to to do my practice. Not that my friend Bonnie was acting like that. It just, I don't know, it's the rebellious part of me. And yet that works really well with some people. So if journaling works well with you, if saying when your alarm goes off, training yourself to say, thank you for this day when you wake up and turn off your alarm. Um, for me, what works to establish a new spiritual practice is to just try to get it into my brain at many different times during the day. And so one of my tricks is I'll, I'll turn my rings around so that they're uncomfortable and into my palm as opposed to facing out. And uh, I'm remembering that, oh right, this is to remember to say thank you. And just the more you say it to yourself and when you can out loud, it can become part of an important habit. And I would say look for those times when you can begin and then be observant and see how it shifts your perspective on your life 
how it shifts how you're reacting to things outside of you, to your friends, to your family, to the news. Um, saying thank you to the news is really hard these days, no matter what your political leanings may be. And yet saying thank you, thank you, this too is for me. Where am I that I'm seeing this? It must also exist within me. And so I'm saying thank you to spirit or the universe for helping to reveal that to me. And, and even if you're saying thank you, if you're sitting and you're disturbed, if you're watching and you're disturbed by what you're watching, you can say thank you that I have this, these feelings for others. Thank you that I care about my fellow man so much that this is moving me. Thank you for these emotions that I'm feeling. Even if you can't say thank you for the events that are occurring, right? you can still say thank you. You can find something to say thank you for. There have, there have also been times when I have asked for help in the moment I've said to my spiritual helpers or I've prayed, help me find the thank you. Help me see where I can be grateful in this moment. I can't, I can't figure this one out. Help me see it. And invariably, I will have a thought or an idea of where I can experience gratitude in that moment. Right. And um, the bottom line is it's called practice because you need to practice it. I always say it's a practice, not a perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's good, too. That's yeah. good, too. It's, um, it's sort of back to that thing of nobody ever said it was going to be fair or easy. And so it's work. And it committing, is work. Yeah, and committing yourself to the work of anything is good because it moves you along on your path. You have to take steps. And to experience the more positive, what I'm hearing from you, easeful way of being, way of moving through the world, because you say thank you, it takes discipline and effort to get to that more easeful place. And, right. and that means practicing saying thank you. Yeah. And I can tell people until I'm blue in the face how much life has changed for me because of this practice. What I really appreciate is when other people are able to confirm that it's true for them too, just like you have here today, Molly. And I so appreciate your willingness to do that. So thanks for being on my podcast. Well, and thank you for inviting me, Theta. And thank you for bringing this practice to me because it feels different somehow saying thank you feels different than a traditional gratitude practice yeah it, it really feels more personal and it's just what i needed at this time in my life so wonderful you. oh you're welcome and yes i agree saying thank you to me for me does feel very personal um, it has felt that way for me. And it, there's an energy to it that I did not experience when I was practicing gratitude for things outside of myself, the good things or the non-preferred things, saying thank you to me, for me, while sometimes still challenging, 
um, has been, it's got the juice, as I like to say, it's got some juice in it. And uh, it's, it's been a transformative process for me too. So thanks again. Thank you. All right. I had a few additions that I wanted to make to this podcast. First of all, another big thank you to Reverend Molly Hansen for her time and her willingness to engage in conversation with me about thank you. As I was thinking about this conversation, I was considering how it is that as I say thank you, I find myself more open, more receptive. I feel more inspired. I am more inspired. I I receive more ideas. I, I receive more insights. And a teaching that I heard says that as we say thank you and we are in appreciation, we are at the same energetic level, the same vibration as higher beings, angelic beings, um, as God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. There are people who say that they're sensitive to communication with spirit, but they'll say, oh, I'm not, I haven't been receiving messages lately. I don't understand. I don't know why I don't have this connection anymore. And, and it doesn't have to be something super woo-woo, you know, by, by receiving communication, it can just be, I'm not as creative as I used to be, or I'm not receiving the same insights as I used to receive. And that can be because spirit or the universe is in a constant state of appreciation, appreciation for everything and appreciation for us. I like to think of it like I have my own cheering section. The, the host of heaven are cheering us on as we go about our day-to-day lives. More and more, as I am saying thank you to myself and finding ways to say thank you to others, it's becoming easier for me to just enjoy myself and to enjoy the presence of other people. And as I'm in that place of appreciation, I do feel more inspired I do feel more connected to the great goodness or the divine or the universe or whatever words feel good to you. And I find myself using that word, that term for God, more often these days, the great goodness. And there was a time I didn't feel like that was true. I didn't feel like I could say that about God. And as I continue this practice of saying thank you, it's easier to see the good. It's easier to see the good in myself and others and in the world. And I'm no Pollyanna. I know that there is great turmoil and difficulty and suffering in the world. There always has been. And I'm sorry to say there probably will be for some time yet. And still, when I say thank you, I am able to see the good Even though I can still see the suffering, even though I still have the awareness that there is great difficulty, I am able to also see the good. That split mind, like I discussed in my conversation with Molly, where part of me is is sad or angry or feeling the upset, but another part of me is, where's the thank you? How can I find gratitude for this situation? And I, I can't express how helpful it's been 
I came to a renewed awareness of how helpful this practice has been. When I traveled recently, was very busy and got out of the practice of saying thank you. When I came home, I was such a grump. I was really grouchy and I was in quite a funk for a couple days. I realized that I had forgotten my practice. I had forgotten to keep saying thank you. And it really shifted my perception of everything, including myself. I'm not saying saying thank you to you or to others or to everything is a magical solution that will make your life perfect. What I am saying is that my experience with thank you has been transformative and has allowed me to feel really good more days than not. And as somebody who likes feeling good, I'm going to keep it up with this practice. That's about all I have for this episode. I'm so grateful that you are here and listening. So I will say thank you to you. And it is my sincerest hope that you will go about your days engaging in the practice of saying thank you. Just try it on. Try it on for a week or two or three, maybe maybe a 30-day practice. And see if your view of life and your assessment of the quality of your life doesn't change after you've spent some time saying thank you. Love and blessings.